Proactive Athletes is the premier place that empowers student athletes to overcome the challenges of college sports recruitment. Their unparalleled expertise and influential network will guide you towards realizing your fullest potential. At Proactive Athletes, they understand that each student athlete is unique, facing their own set of obstacles. That's why their dedicated team takes the time to comprehend your individual needs, providing a comprehensive hands-on approach tailored to your success. With their personalized attention and unwavering support, they ensure your satisfaction every step of the way. Through their vast network, they have successfully connected with over 2.3 million coaches, giving your child's profile the exposure it deserves. In fact, their student-athletes' profiles have been viewed by an astounding 716,000 coaches, solidifying their reputation as the go-to platform for recruitment. What sets them apart is their data-driven approach, allowing them to make informed decisions that result in better outcomes for their student-athletes. By harnessing the power of data, they maximize your child's chances of success as they embark on the next chapter of their athletic journey. Join the ranks of proactive athletes and unlock your true potential. Let them amplify your talent, connect you with coaches that want you but may not have known about you, and pave the way for your future success. Together, they will defy the odds and ensure that your dreams become a reality. Don't wait any longer. Get proactive in your child's recruitment process today by visiting proactiveathletes.com. And make sure you use Shark Effect 10 for 10% off. You can come and have a coach. And I said, well, why would I have a coach and spend X amount when you can get everything for free? And I said, well, if information was all anyone needed, everyone would be rich, skinny, and happy, wouldn't they? <laughs> because yeah. because everything we need is for free on the internet, but it's information is not implementation. It's intercepted, up by Alex Molden. Welcome to the Shark Effect. I'm your host, Alex Molden. I'm a former NFL veteran, and now I'm a leadership and personal development speaker and coach. In this podcast, you will hear inspirational and humorous stories from leaders of all walks of life. From current and former professional athletes, coaches, authors, experts, executives, and successful business owners. Discover how these leaders not only overcame obstacles, but also learned core principles that led to their success when leading others. Hey, I got to let you guys know, I'm excited about the partnership that I've uh, created with Frog Fuel. So Frog Fuel is a protein-based company. It's a super protein. And what it is, I'm just going to simplify it and explain it, is collagen, which is the predominant protein that's in animals and in people. So collagen protein has a unique amino acid profile and it is the most critical building block of structural supporting and connective tissues in the body. And so from the day you are born, until the day you die, your body is continually breaking down and replacing proteins. Frog fuel is a fast-absorbing form of collagen protein that is fortified with amino acids. That means your body will absorb this within 15 minutes. And it comes in little small packs where you don't have to have a blender, you don't have to shake it till you, till you make it type of protein mix. Your body absorbs it. And it does that in a very efficient way. So if you're looking to up your game, whether it's repairing, recovering, or strengthening your muscles, 
frog fuel is the way to go. So you can you can get you some at frogfuel.com and please use Shark Effect 20 to be able to get 20% off your first order. My guest this week, well, first of all, thank you everyone for, for tuning in and, and just uh, giving me so much support. I love reading the emails that you all uh, frequently write in, asking different questions, giving me input and, and telling me the type of impact that you guys are having with listening to uh, the shark effect. And, you know, I, I think it's my job is to be able to get interesting people on my show uh, and just to cover topics that, that can really uh, help you um, really show up in a better light. And I think we can all understand leadership and how is in any environment, I think, whether in your, your spiritual life and in, in your health and just your, you know, being a parent or being an executive, I think we can all get tools to help us grow to being a better leader. So in saying that, I have a, uh, a guest this week. His name is Gav Gillibrand, and he's a fitness and nutrition expert who specializes in helping busy executive men become a great role models for their kids and leaders of their families, as well as in their business. Um, he was on a TV, well, he had a TV appearance on Blind Date back in uh, 1993. And, you know, he had a distinguished career. And I'm gonna let him talk about that uh, beforehand. <laughs> but uh, he had a chance to, to travel all over the UK and Europe. And he went on to become one of uh, UK's most successful fit, uh, fitness coaches having helped hundreds of clients. And he has a book and I'm gonna let him talk about that. So I don't wanna steal too much of his thunder, but uh, he's been, he's, he's written articles for Men's Health. He's been mentioned in Hello and OK magazines and many more, but uh, I'm super excited for, for you guys to hear this, this uh, our conversation. Gav, how you doing my man? Thank you for being a guest on the Shark Effect. No, thanks for, thanks for inviting me on, my pleasure. And I just wanna say whoever wrote that, intro deserves a medal and i just realized oh damn it was actually me that wrote that so <laughs> I, I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing but no i appreciate you um taking the time for me um thanks for being on the, let me share come on the show yeah thank you absolutely hey anybody with this as cool as an accent as you you know they get they get first dibs they get first dibs my man yeah what you tell me and our and my listeners a little bit about you, man, and, and tell me why they should listen to you. Um, do you want to go? Do you want me to go all the way back? You can like, go back. Yeah, yeah. Let's go back. Let's go back. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know what? I'm a, you know what? I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you three minutes. How about that? Three minutes. Three minutes. Three minutes. To, all right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, as you said, I specialize in helping uh, busy men, some, some women, but mostly men that usually between the age of 40 to 55 with kids that have maybe got 20 pounds or more to lose that probably spent most of the last couple of decades working on their business, making money, um, you know, some type of enterprise and neglecting their health. And my job is really, because fitness and nutrition is very misunderstood. There's a lot of myths out there. Uh, and most people just don't know the basics. So my whole job is to actually teach them that they can lose, still lose weight, still enjoy some of the finer things in life, which could be carbohydrates, maybe a little bit of alcohol, and still have a life. Because when people say, I need to lose 20 pounds, straight away, most people think that 
It means restriction, elimination at the gym every day of the week, eating rabbit food. And that isn't, couldn't be further from the truth. So I've kind of been doing this full time since 2008, so 13 years now. Um, but I had a big 16, 17 year hiatus before I got back into fitness and nutrition. Um, I know we can go into that as well. Do you want to, shall I tell you exactly what happened there? Are you going to give me another three would, minutes for that? <laughs> no, no, no. No, you get much longer. Tell us what you did before that hiatus or, right, or, or okay. I guess in that hiatus. Well, and, but the great thing with that is, and I'll get to it in a second, because mm. of that, I'm doing exactly what I'm doing now. And I'll back up. If you go back to when I was like 14, 15, I'll be very quick with this. I was obsessed with sport, keeping fit, healthy. I just discovered bodybuilding. This is the mid to late 80s. Um, 16 17 i was reading the magazines thinking i want to look like a bodybuilder i think that was my thing and then at the same time madonna i was massively into madonna she used to come over to london and she would be famously seen running around hyde park with two big burly bouncers with the words personal trainer written across their t-shirts and that was the first time i'd ever thought oh okay can you be a personal trainer to the stars is that a thing so when everyone did work experience and went in like a bank or an insurance company or their father's business or something, you know, as they were leaving school, I decided to go into a gym and I was hooked by the whole environment. So I signed up to do sports and exercise science at university. In the meantime, I took a year out and started working part time as a fitness instructor in a local gym. I'm 18 years old. Okay. And this is when things changed for me. I saw this little, someone had pinned this advert onto the staff notice board and it said auditions for blind date. Now blind date back in the eighties and early nineties was the number one TV show in the whole of the UK. Back then we only had four channels on TV. It wasn't like America. We had BBC one, BBC two, ITV and channel four. And this was ITV's flagship 17, 18 million every Saturday night. And you probably had a version of it in America where girl is behind the screen. She answers three questions and there's three guys and she then chooses okay, the guy yeah. she wants to go on the blind date. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, when I went to the first audition, I thought, how the hell can I ensure that I get on this TV show? This is <clears throat> the closest thing we've got to reality TV. So I bullshitted them, Alex. I went and told them I was a stripper. I actually lied. But it was a small white lie because six weeks before I'd been for the audition, I'd actually been to an audition to be a strippergram. I think over there, you guys call it a bachelorette party, you know, where someone turns up at the restaurant or the club or the bar dressed in like an NYPD costume or an Austin <laughs> gentleman. <clears throat> and you do 10 minutes, dance around, get paid and then go. Yeah. So I'd actually been for the audition to become a stripper. But by the time I went for this audition for Blind Date, I hadn't actually had a gig. So I thought, I'm going to need to elaborate here and just come up with some bullshit. And anyway, I got through the first audition, second audition, third audition. And of course, this is 1993. There's no email. So the letter comes through the post. <laughs> Remember those things called letters? I mean, <laughs> a letter comes through the post. You open up the letter and it says, congratulations, you've been selected to go on to this TV show. Um, by the time the show was aired, so three, four months later, mm -hmm. I'd started my first year at university 
And in the meantime, I'd actually started working part-time as a stripper. I was fitness instructor in the week. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday nights, I was doing two, three, four, five gigs on a weekend. And this went on part-time for a couple of years. Full-time student, part-time erotic entertainer at night, you know, on Fridays and Saturdays. I like the erotic entertainer. Okay. That's a nice way, yeah. It sounds a bit bit classier than a stripper, doesn't it? It just just carried on. But then this is when things changed. Two weeks before I was about to graduate, it's a true story. I needed to start and finish my 10,000-word dissertation. I'd been quite lazy. I was like, oh, no, I'm going to have to do, I'm going to have to rush this in the the next two weeks. A friend of mine who had actually started working with a group who was, I guess, was the UK's version of the Chippendales, probably the biggest okay. group in the UK and Europe. And he called me up and he said, we're one guy short. We need the 10th guy. We've got a 12 week tour around Europe and we start in a week's time. I'm like, mate, I need to finish and start this dissertation. He said, when do you need to, I said, when do you need to know? He said today. And I went, fuck it. I'm in. <laughs> and I dropped the degree Dropped the degree, much to my parents' disgust. Three years of studying <laughs> is gone. Yeah, you can you can imagine. I promised my mum I'd go back and do it, and you know it's now thirty years later. Oh. I haven't got home oh. back. You know, there's still a chance. And this twelve week tour was the start of my full time career in the in the erotic entertainment industry. So from '96 to 2010, it became a full-time gig for me and which was completely by accident started off part-time and it was you know what I got to age 30 I said I need to get to London start using my brain set up everything else couldn't give it up it was too much fun cash in hand travel all over Europe you know why would you want to give that up like my Monday morning was Saturday night so Mm, everyone's out having fun having drinks in the party mood and that was my monday morning so why would i then quit that it was very hard age 35 2008 moved to london i said that's it i have to get back into fitness nutrition use my degree use get some type of career still couldn't give it up i still did it i went back to just doing it at the weekends once once a week saturday night i was like you know what, I can work in the gym Monday to Friday and then Saturday nights, I'm still going to do it. And I was doing a big show in Leicester Square where there was five, 600 girls every single weekend. And then I got age 37. I said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to hang up the string for good. The baby oil oil is going back into the, into the bathroom cabinet. I got all my kit. I had a policeman's outfit. I had a fireman. I had the white naval uniform and it went all in the bin, in the oh, garbage, man. done. And so 2010. Burn the ships. Okay. Burn that ship. Burn the ship. Burn the bridges. Yeah, exactly. No coming back. Yeah. Take the island. And that was that was the end of that. Um, but the story, the moral of that story, um, so I'm kind of back doing what I had planned to do in 96, graduate from university, get into personal training, coaching, nutrition. But then I had, as I said, that 16, 17-year hiatus that, you know what, Alex, it was the best time of my life, not just because of the fun, the people that I met, the places I went, the things I've learned, uh, the experiences that you could never recreate in a typical 
work life. So I'm very grateful for that experience. And I've got some tales that I can't tell the grandchildren. <laughs> yeah, got you. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> so, so, I mean, there's a couple of questions that's just off the top of my head is for you to, you know, that 17 year hiatus, did any part of you did like your passions, did it change? Did it go from what you were doing at university and then you're now living this, this life, but then 17 years later, it's, to me, it sounds like it, it was still there, like in terms of like nutrition and health. And I mean, you were still being a personal trainer during the week. Yeah. So it's like, did any part of that get more honed or focused or did you? Well, well it's, a, it's, a, it's a great question. And the, the truth was, as I got to my second second year of university, although I was uh, into all sports, f fitness, nutrition was my my love. I realized I'd actually auditioned for um, his West Side Story, and everyone was like, "Hang on, rugby fo rugby football players, athletes, they don't go on the stage." That was it. Was really you do, you don't mix the two, but I really had a bit of a passion for dancing and acting. I, I knew that, that deep down, that's what I wanted to do, and I was very close to doing a a drama degree or uh, um, I can't think of the word now. Um, you know, going down the acting route. So I think the stripping, okay. although it was became a bit of an accident, throughout all of that 17 years, I was doing little, little bits of TV, um, acting, commercials, with a view to potentially doing something bigger. Um, mm -hmm. And I'll be honest, when I quit, when I got to age 35 and said, I'm going to go back to fitness, it was reluctant. I, I didn't have a passion. I was like, in my head although it was a nice transition, I, I'd failed. I'd not done what I wanted to do. I, I tried to, be, I'll be honest, I tried to become famous. I don't know what out, but I tried mm -hmm. to do something, um, become some type of a celebrity, whatever that meant, and it didn't happen. So at age 35, I was like, right, back to London. And it took me a year or two to really get that passion back because my head was still what could have been, you know? Um, mm, but once I got running, once I got running, uh, you know, I was in the equivalent in London. I was in that square mile, the equivalent to Wall Street in New York. Okay. So all my clients were hedge fund guys, lawyers, bankers, you know, lots of money, highly stressed individuals that want results and don't really want to do the work because there's a lot of food, there's a lot of drink, there's a lot of everything else in that environment you know um stupid amounts of money so very strange but a great place to learn personal training again um but it was 2018 where things really changed for me and i think it was almost like a premonition because we obviously knew what we know what happened last year with the pandemic and covid and my business fortunately i'd moved my business from one-to-one -one personal training in late 2017, early 2018 to online and went down the coaching mm. model, module uh, route. So I'm lucky that I obviously made that transition before, you know, the pandemic kicked in. But I know a lot of people, a lot of friends of mine that were still working one-to-one -one in the city. The whole business has just been decimated. Um, and in the last two years, that's when things have really taken off. And I've really found what I love. I, I'm talking fitness, nutrition, 
um, building a business, but coaching. And the difference between coaching and one-to-one training is it's, it's, so, it's so much more powerful um, when you can, because it's done by Zoom, everything's done by Zoom. If you can talk to people and change their behaviors, when they change their own behavior, you don't have to be standing next to them counting one to 12 and telling them to do this, telling them to do that. When they change their own behavior, the, re- the results they get are far greater. It gives me a lot more time and I can have clients all around the world. So it's been, it's been a great move. I love that. You're talking about coaching. And so, you know, for me, what I do in terms of leadership or personal development, whatever you want to call it, but it's, and, and I tell them, I say, look, it's not my job to give you all the answers. I want you to find them. Exactly now, I'm going right. to help you. Yeah. I'm going to help you uncover these things, but I'm not going to just, I'm not a genie. I'm going to help you. And then once you find it, you're going to own it. You get exactly to own right. it instead of like having somebody else tell you what's right and what's wrong. Right. And I remember this, you know, talking about like athletes and whatnot. One of the coaches that I had, the best coach I ever had, he helped me, helped us uncover the different techniques and the different things that can help the game of football slow down for us. He would never just hand us the playbook or, or you know, the, the recipe for success. He would, he would, you know, hey, he would always say, how did that feel? Did that feel right? Did that feel wrong? Because he, he taught us different, different things and then it was up to us to make it fit. So, so it wasn't just like one size fit all. And it sounds yeah. like, man, with you, with your coaching, like helping them dig, dig deeper, going deep. It's, it's, it's identical. And, and what a lot of clients do when they first start working with me, they, they, they straight away think that they need a meal plan. Everyone just says, you know what, if you just tell me what to eat, I'll just follow it. And I said, look, I know that you think that's what you need, but it's actually the last thing you need. They're like, well, why, why can't you just give me a menu of what to eat? I said, well, if I give you a menu of what to eat and you can't find what I've got on the menu, what are you going to do? But if I show you what to eat and why and why you make those choices and how to cook that and how to prepare it and the value of that food and to know that there's a million options to get the same result, you've got the power. And then once they get it, they're like, oh, I see. So helping people to lose weight, the mechanical side is very, very easy. And here's the reality is eat fewer calories than you burn and move your body three or four times a week. That's essentially fat loss. But why do people, most people struggle with the weight? Not most people, a lot of people struggle with the weight because there's a big psychological aspect of fat loss because many people that struggle with their weight, they, not everyone, but a lot of them, they tend to have maybe a poor self-image or self-esteem issues or self-limiting beliefs. And that's the same with money fitness fat loss relationships you know a lot of people don't believe they can achieve the success so you it's really it's the coaching idea is changing their behaviors at the end of each coaching call i'd say to people you know they said tell me what i'm going to do this week and i said no you tell me what you're going to do this week and they tell me well i'm going to hit my calories i'm going to get my protein or i'm going to follow my diet and i'm going to work out three times a week I say to them one final thing, is there any reason why you can't make that happen over the next seven days? And they all go, no, no reason whatsoever. They go off and these responsible adults, they know what to do. All they've got to do is do what they said they would do, but they've told me what they're going to do. 
rather than me say, OK, Alex, I want you to do this, this and this. And you might, might get off the call and go, I don't want to be told what to do. But when you tell me, as you just said there, it becomes their truth, it becomes their reality, doesn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then and then they're looking more at you for, OK, this is my accountability partner. That's right. Exactly now I, I've said it. Now I got somebody saying now, and this is something that that really I think I stand by is does your words match your actions? Your words. <laughs> does your words or my word does, does my words match my actions? That's it. Simple as that, That's isn't it? it? Yeah. Yeah, people like to make just like leadership or, or I mean, leadership is influence. Yeah. A lot of people like to fluff it up and make it bigger and more and all these different words. And that. no, the leadership That's is it. influence. How do you want to be influenced and how do you want to influence people? That's it. So so give me um, can you talk a little bit about the, the GHG method? I know well, you, you know, have a book, you got... Yeah, oh, got, look, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned you the book. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, I was, you know, here's the funny thing with writing a book. Um, I put a lot of word, a lot of work into it and um, finished this in, I think it released it in March 2019. And the GHG method, just to let you know what the GHG, that's my initials. So Gav, Gilly Brown, as you know, and um, the H is for Howard, but shh, don't tell anyone that. Um, but it's really the, the, the written version of what I would teach in my 12 weeks. And it's a, it's a mixture of nutrition, loss of mindset. Um, we look at journaling, the psychological aspects of fat loss. But here's the thing. A lot, I get a lot of clients that come through having read the book. Mm-hmm. And people say, well, is, is the book any good? And I say, well, look, it's just information. There's nothing new in there. Like, there's nothing new in any book. It, all this is is just a the information that I know, and I've managed to collate it in a way that's readable to you. I said, I tell everyone, you can spend 20 bucks, whatever it is, and, or you can go on the internet and find the information for free, or you can come and have a coach. And I said, well, why would I have a coach and spend X amount when you can get everything for free? And I said, well, if information was all anyone needed, everyone would be rich, skinny, and happy, wouldn't they? Because, <laughs> yeah. because, Everything we need is for free on the internet, but it's information is not implementation. And you know, as a coach and a leader, like we all know what to do, but are you actually taking action with that? And the best information in the world is worth absolutely zero. So I say to people, yeah, read the book. It's good fun. I mean, I like it. I wrote it. Great information in there, but there's nothing groundbreaking. But if you want to get the real results, come and work with me. That's where you're going to get the transformation. That's what it's about, transformation. And it help it, it happens, like I said before, whether it's in, you know, transformation in, in how you view yourself, transformation in your health. I mean, what, what's ever in what, what's ever important to you. I think when you get stuck, and a lot of people, they don't even know they're stuck because they've been stuck for so long. But that's when, you know, it has to move past just what you get for free. Or, or even on the internet, or, or not internet, but even in a book where you need like, yeah. you know, I need some, I need, I need some deep, you know, I need yeah. that one-on-one. Well, you know what and I call um, people, 
buying all the books, how many people do we know buy so many books and they read it and they get what I call shelf development rather than self-development? It just goes on the shelf, doesn't it? It sits on the shelf. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I've got hundreds of books. And if I actually knew and took action with everything I read in a book, I'd probably be a billionaire now. Like the answers are there, aren't they? But we yeah. get the books and we go, oh, maybe, we, you know, but if, if, if we action just two or three things from every book that we read, we would massively move our lives forward. And I'm guilty of that. And that's why I call it shelf development instead of self-development. Like there's all very well reading all the books, but sometimes you've got to take action. A lot of people say, well, is a coach worth it? And I said, well, I've had many coaches, I'm sure you have, Alex, and they can accelerate what you could would take a decade they can literally change your life within a couple of months can't they um and all it takes is say the right thing because they've been there they've done it they know exactly what to do they can see what you what you need they recognize that the talent and if you just do that you're going to get such a a massive result and i think great coaching and not just talking about myself all coaches that help people it can accelerate it's like quantum leap in results in all areas of life absolutely so let me ask you because i you know one of the things actually my foundation that i really live my life by now is all about alignment assignment and adjustment and so i want to ask you like how do you align your life how do you align it in terms of like going from where you've been and where you are now and it sounds like you're a person that's all about growth. How do you, how do you align your, your life? Well, I think you touched on it, you know, the, you know, are your actions, are you actually living what you're teaching people? So obviously I'm trying to help people lose weight, stay in shape, change their life. So if you're not doing that, those taking actions yourself, you can't teach that. You can't coach it. So aligning my life with what I'm doing is I live and breathe what I'm trying to teach people. So I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm up early. I'm constantly working on myself. I'm, I'm at the gym. I'm focusing on my health, good nutrition, uh, good nutrition for the brain. And I don't mean from a dietary perspective, what I read, who I listen to, how I watch. So there's the alignment. So I can't teach that or coach people on how to become a better person or how to lose 30 pounds or how to change their life and energy unless I'm doing the same thing. And we often meet people that their message is not congruent with the actions that they're taking themselves. And you can spot it a mile off, can't you? Absolutely. And, you know, and I, I mean this with the most respect, but I've been to a few seminars and I've seen someone talking about health and the guy was 60 70 pounds overweight and i'm like i can't believe a word that you're talking about and again that's no disrespect to that person himself but your message has to be in alignment with your own actions it's got to be congruent otherwise there's a disconnect isn't there and that's not to say that in my business you have to be standing there with a, a ripped six-pack because that's not what fitness is all about you know 20 years ago i might have had that but uh, you know it's a different it's a different focus now but it, you know, some of the best football coaches, I'm sure, American football, um, they might not have been the best players, but they know the game inside out, right? Absolutely. So you've got to know Absolutely. what you're talking about to walk the walk. Um, it's already talking the talk, but you've got to 
know what you're talking about and actually be doing those same things in your own life. Absolutely. I love that. And then, I mean, you've kind of already touched, touched on it, but I love to hear just again, like, you know, talk about alignment. Now your assignment, where before your assignment was one thing and then it, your assignment maybe was the, you know, exotic part of things, right? Exotic <laughs> dancing, whatever, entertainment. Now, now what's your assignment, Gav? Well, here's the interesting thing. If you know, we back up and I said that just before I graduated, I really felt like I had, should have moved into maybe drama and dance and performance arts. That was the word I was looking for before. And the stripping became part of that. Well, what's interesting now, as I've moved my business entirely online, I'm responsible for getting all the clients. So I have to market my services and I do a lot of video, use LinkedIn. I'm heavily invested in, in LinkedIn. So my videos, if you've seen any of them or if anyone gets a chance to see them, I found out that if you can tell people, if you can inform people and help them and give them information, but make them laugh at the same time, they get to know, like, and trust you. So my assignment is I'm a bit of a joker. I, I'll explain. I, I'm, I like to look at life. I like, I'm amused by life. Like things are very serious, especially at the moment. Yeah. But I don't take things. I my phrase is I take life very seriously, but I'm not too serious with life, which means I'll have a laugh along the way. But at the same time, I want to get people great results, change their life. But if we can have fun at the same time, because I think so many people are far too serious. So back to what I was saying, my, my marketing message is I will get, if I'm going to do a two-minute video and I'm trying to tell people the best cardio to do for fat loss, I'll do it in a way where they finish that video thinking, this guy's funny. He knows what he's talking about, but he's made me laugh because they'll remember that. So I think it's really in a way... I guess that's come from the performing side of things. Maybe, maybe like enjoying being in front of the camera. Um, I don't know. That's, that's always kind of been my personality. Maybe that's the remnants of that entertainment. Um, yeah, I'm definitely yeah. not, I'm definitely not naked on the screen anymore, uh, which is a good thing. <laughs> this is a good thing. So, <clears throat> Man, you know what? That's, that's so cool that, you know, you recognize that, man, not a lot of people listen. They hear things, but when they listen, there's a emotional component to it. And when you said that, man, I tie, I try to tie in some type of humor. Now you're making a deeper connection. Now people are starting to listen, not just hear you, but they listen because you make them feel yeah. in a certain way. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And then how do you what? like... Yeah, well, yeah. what I've learned, let me just quickly say this yeah, is yeah. an important thing. And um, I learned very, very quickly, and this is way before I was doing what I'm doing now. And maybe this, this was the, the dancing and the traveling all over Europe. Um, if you can be yourself, you're always going to attract the people into your life that are going to enjoy who you are, be true to you, and potentially become friends, clients, customers. You're going to sell your services if you're true to yourself. And what I mean by that is everyone talks about oh, being authentic, but by trying to be authentic, you're not being authentic. If you can actually be yourself, and I pride myself, and people tell me all the time, and I don't mean this in a 
in a way to brag, but when they meet me, they're like, you know, what? you're exactly the same as you are in the flesh, as you are on the podcast or on your videos. And what I've realized is if you can be yourself, you're going to, you are going to piss some people off because you, however good you are, you're never, not everyone's going to, if you look at the biggest movie star in the world, hundreds of millions of people will love him, but there'll also be hundreds of millions of people that hate him. And I'm, I'm not saying I'm like that, but if you can be yourself, be, be true to yourself, say your own opinions and have your sense of, you know, humor and integrity come across in the way you market your services, you're going to push away the people that were never going to work with you or never vibe with what you're saying or thinking, and you're going to attract the people. And I learned that way before I was marketing online. Maybe it was the dancing, but I think it was a classic example that springs to mind, it must be at least 20 years ago. The bearing in mind, I've got my degree, um, postgraduate in nutrition, know what I'm doing in this space. But when I was stripping, very often girls would judge me. They would think that, well, because he's dancing around in a costume and on a weekend, he obviously is probably not that bright. And it didn't annoy me. It used to make me smile because I would be there thinking, well, hang on, you don't know me. You don't know I could be a PhD, I could be anyone, but because you, you, you're judging me because I'm dancing around for you and your friends at a birthday party, you obviously think I haven't got much between the ears, but rather than be offended, I took that as a lesson. You, know, you, can't, you never judge anyone based on what you think, but it, you almost used to make me almost play dumb to a certain extent. I would like, yeah, whatever, they think I'm stupid. But that made me smile because I knew that any one time I could go back into what my passion was or fitness and nutrition and just being yourself, being open and being honest to yourself. And you're always going to, rather than trying to second guess what people, I'm going to, with me, if, I don't care if you're the CEO of a billion dollar company or you sweep the floors. I'll be exactly the same. This podcast would be completely the same regardless of who you are. And whoever I meet, I will treat you with the same respect. And I've realized that some people are going to dislike that, but the people that like you are going to resonate with you. And they're going to be attracted you and come to your life. And that's one of the great lessons I've learned, whether that's come from the, the dancing or I've just picked up, I've known that from a, a young age and a lot of, people that I know that I'm close to and certainly friends. I know they struggle with being, being themselves. Um, what do you think about that, Alex? Man, that's absolutely authentic. Being authentic is such a, um, it's one of those, those words that it's, it's popular right now. Yeah. You know, it's, it's popular. It's kind of a bit of a cliche, isn't it? A bit of a cliche. It's, uh, it's, trying I, to be authentic. Gab, yeah. Gab, I hate cliches. Yeah. I hate cliches. Yeah, being yourself. And now, now here's here's the tough part though, Gab, is who are you? A lot of folks don't understand that. I was one of those. I didn't know who I was. What I did defined me. I was a football player. I was on this elevated platform. That was who I was. And then when I stepped away, I, I didn't know how to be authentic. My authentic was putting on the helmet and shoulder pads and hitting people. Now I had no clue. And that's that's sad. I was a sad individual a, when I a stopped lot of, um A lot of sports players, when they retire, they struggle with that, don't they? That transition. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yes, it's tough, man, to be told that you're so good or you're so pretty or you're so this, that, and the other. And then all of a sudden, that job, that career is not there anymore for you. It's not there. And you didn't get to choose to step away. It was pulled from you. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's deep, man. That's deep. So, Gaff, man, how can my people get more of you? Can you, you know, share your, your social media, your website? Yeah, um, pleasure. Your, and then your book. I mean, if it's all Absolutely. in one, that's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, thanks for that. Yeah, the best place is to come to LinkedIn. If they're on LinkedIn, that's my biggest platform. I think um, I'm on there most of the day. That's where I share all my videos, my content, and I would say it's the only social media where I've got what I would call a proper following. There's like 37,000 followers on it. So it's quite quite good for LinkedIn. Um, Are most of them women? Gav Gillibrand, yeah. Are most of them women? Are they... No, mostly men, yeah. Or, or the <laughs> okay. website, um, gavgillybrand.com. Um, the, the link to the book is on the website. But if they want to go direct, they can go to the ghgmethod.com. Um, if they buy it through there, they'll it'll actually come to me and they'll get a, a, a hand-signed copy and I'll send that out to them. If they want to get it quicker anywhere in the world, go to Amazon. It's on Amazon. Um, it's, it's probably a little bit cheap on there as well. But <laughs> they, won't, they, won't get the, they won't get the signature from the man himself. Um, well, you got to get the signature. That's what's you got to get, get the signature, yeah. So, look, I, I like when they come to me because I get to speak to the person. When someone sees the signature, they're like, oh, you know what? This guy's taking time to write it. So I'm not that big that I've got someone else writing my signature. I'm actually writing the signature. And I have to walk to the post office and send that book and post it anywhere in the world. But I will do that if they buy the book. So I'm more than happy to do that. But yeah, Gav Gillibrand across all platforms, I'm there. Love that. Let me ask you one last thing. Who's your, who's your, um, like your perfect avatar to be able to work with? Male, female, age, what they're kind of lacking, the type of mindset. Can you briefly okay. talk about your perfect yeah, I mean, avatar? If I want, I've just had a client finish his 12 weeks tonight um, and he's lost 29 pounds in 12 weeks. Now I'll tell you the much as I, I love working with women, but if I want the best result is usually in 12 weeks, it's going to come from a guy. And it's probably maybe a guy that, was maybe 190, 195 in his 20s. And he's maybe about 230, 240 now. So he's got that 40, 45 pounds. He used to go to the gym when he was in his mid-20s. He's now between 40 and 55, married, maybe a CEO, business owner, entrepreneur. And he's been in shape before. Maybe he played football. Maybe he knows what to do in the gym, but... Purely from a results perspective, one, it's probably quite coachable if he's an entrepreneur or a business owner. Two, he's going to get results very quickly because he's got that muscle memory. Um, he's going to burn body fat. Again, it all depends on how closely he follows the program. But in an ideal world, if I want someone to lose 30 pounds, um, actually, you know what? That would be the ideal client. But I've had some of my best results where a woman's been 170 pounds and she got to 140 or a guy that was 300 got to 250. It really, it really doesn't matter because I think in terms of the best result, you know, with anything, 
if the more someone takes action and puts into it and the, the goal and the why behind the reason they want to achieve that goal depends. So, you know, on, cert, on the paper, that guy who used to be the football player in his 20s might be able to lose more weight than, say, the next person. But if he's lazy and doesn't follow the plan, it doesn't mean shit. So That's it right. really depends on, on the individual. But I generally, if I see a guy between 40 and 55, he's a business owner and he wants to lose 30 or 40 pounds, I'm thinking, okay, this could be a good client. That's good. Gab, man, this has been an absolute pleasure. Man, I uh, I would love to have you back on the Shark Effect. Thank yeah, you for fantastic. your insight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure, Ben. Man, thank you so much for your insights and sharing, um, you know, a small piece of, uh, of what you're all about. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Shark Effect Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at thesharkeffect.com. Thanks for listening. It's here, finally. My book, The Ultimate Playbook for High Achievement. You can get it on Amazon and the uh, paper paperback version or you can get it on kindle and who this book is an in, intentionally created for is for those who are looking to transition whether you was an athlete or an executive or a successful entrepreneur or whatever if you're looking to transition into something different this book can help you i break it down i lay down the foundation of who you want to be. I have a chapter in there that breaks down and boils down leadership, which is influence. And you gotta understand these 10 influencers that can help you with decision-making, that can help you with influencing others. And how are you influenced? I have chapters in there that really breaks down my system of assignment, alignment, and adjustment. Recognizing the power of your environments is a chapter. Developing your own procedures, creating relationship roadmaps, using adversity to your advantage, right? Because we all go through tough times, but how do you flip it? How do you use it to power you? Okay? And then developing your own standards. So these are things that can help anybody, not just not just athletes. Now there's some stories in there. You know that covers topics that that resonate with athletes but i think overall this book can help um, anyone who is looking to transition into becoming successful in something new something different okay so make sure check it out amazon the ultimate playbook for high achievement